the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Strength Between Sundays. This is your daily word on Faith Talk Tampa. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. Psalm 5, verse 11. Strength Between Sundays. We're Faith Talk Tampa. Listen to us online at letstalkfaith.com or download the Faith Talk Tampa app and take us wherever you go. The following program was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. And now, for your holiday enjoyment, a special Christmas program. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Hello and welcome to this special Christmas program. I'm Jerry Stewart. It's the Christmas season all across America and the world. It's a time we celebrate something, someone, oh so special. The birth of our Savior, the Christ child. But is the Christmas season the only time we should be celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ? I've got this tie. Some would call it a Christmas tie. On this tie is a star shining above the tiny manger, and inside the manger is a mother holding her newborn child. It's the nativity scene. But I don't just wear the tie at Christmas. I wear it all year. And some say, nice tie, but why are you wearing a Christmas tie when it's not even Christmas? My answer, simply this. Every day, during all the seasons, we should be remembering the Christ child. Why? Because this Christ child is our reminder that God loves us so very much. Not just on Christmas, but always, every day, all the time. What a wonderful assurance. But sadly, some today in America are determined to push Christ and His message of love out of Christmas altogether. It was the night of the citywide holiday celebration and those in charge had ordered this is not to be a program focusing on the Christ child. As the children prepared to sing one song entitled Christmas Love, the children held up their cards, spelling out the name of that song. But one little girl, the one holding the M in Christmas, accidentally turned her card upside down. Instead of an M, it became a W. So when they all held up their cards, what did the message say? Christ was love. You see, try as you may to take Christ out of Christmas. But here's the truth. Without Christ's love, there is no Christmas. And have you noticed how hard some are determined to change our Christmas holiday altogether? How cashiers in stores are being told that they can't say Merry Christmas? Instead, they say Happy Holidays or something to that effect. It's like some in America are trying to, well, kidnap the real purpose of this very special holiday. The story is told of a small church in a big city that one night, just two nights before Christmas, 
the statue of the baby Jesus was taken from the church manger scene. And when the priest discovered that the statue had been stolen, he contacted the police. Why would anyone be so cruel, so heartless, as to steal the baby Jesus? Police scoured the area, checked in pawn shops, garbage dumps, anywhere to find the little statue. Finally, on Christmas Eve, they had to admit they had no clue, no lead. The baby Jesus was gone. As the people left the church service that night, sad that anyone could be so mean and cruel, out on the street they saw a young boy, a very small boy, and behind him he pulled a shiny red wagon. And as the little boy came closer, as the people stopped to see him approaching out of the darkness, they noticed that there was something in his wagon. And finally, as he came fully into the light, there it was, sitting in that shiny red wagon. There it was, the statue of the little baby Jesus. The police were curious to know where the young boy had found the statue in hopes that they could capture the thieves. But to their surprise, the little boy told them that there had been no thief. He had taken the baby Jesus. But why? And that's when he told the story of his family, just how poor they all were, and how badly he wanted for Christmas a new red wagon. But there was no chance for his parents to buy him anything that special for Christmas. So he said that he came to the church, to the manger scene, and he asked the baby Jesus if he would give him a wagon for Christmas. It seems foolish to us, a boy praying to a statue, to give him a wagon. But the request, the prayer by the little boy, was not to a statue, but to God. And to the little boy's sheer delight that night, when he returned home, there it was, a shiny red wagon. The baby Jesus had heard his prayer. But why, said the priest, why did you take the statue? The little boy's answer was simply this. He had told the baby Jesus that if he would help him get his new wagon, that the first to ride in the wagon was, you got it, the first to ride in his wagon would be the baby Jesus. He had taken him home for a ride in his wagon. Now he was bringing him back. So just where did the wagon come from? Well, Each year, the local fire department would ask for old toys to be given to them so that they could fix up these old toys, make them like new, and give them to the poor families. They were the ones who had brought the little boy his shiny red wagon. But who really gave the little boy his wagon? You tell me. So you see, Christmas is about so much more than money and shopping and presents under the tree. And today, on this very special Christmas program, I'm going to tell you some amazing stories. You will hear the story of one six-year-old boy, a boy that I know quite well, who was asked to sing on a live local TV show in 1954. And just what happened when a, well, strange man pushing a box got into his way on live TV. And each year, so many children send letters to God. Yeah, to God. I will share with you some of these letters. No wonder the Bible says that a little child shall lead us. And do you know the real story of St. Nicholas? Yeah, he was a real person who became a real saint because of his love for God and of all mankind. It's a great story of selfless giving that most have never 
even known. How about this one? How did we come to have a Christmas tree? And who is Boniface? And why do we place presents under that tree at Christmas? And finally, what we are all waiting to hear, the true and wonderful story of that first Christmas over 2,000 years ago. But watch out, that story may be a little different than you remember. But first, here are a few pieces of Christmas trivia you may not know. For example, when did we first have Christmas lights? You may have never thought about it this way, but the first Christmas light was that star, the star God placed in the sky that first Christmas, which led the wise men and the shepherds to that manger in Bethlehem. But did you know that originally when people trimmed their Christmas trees, they actually placed burning candles on the limbs? And even though these candles were beautiful, needless to say, they were also a huge fire hazard. In fact, most households kept buckets of water standing around the living room just in case their tree caught on fire. But finally, in 1895, Ralph Morris, a telephone company employee, saw the string of lights that lit up the telephone switchboard and got a great idea to put the string of lights on his Christmas tree. Well, almost immediately, the idea caught on, and today, Christmas lights are everywhere and much safer. Thank you, Mr. Morris. And here's a piece of Christmas trivia to amaze and impress your friends. When was Christmas first celebrated in America? You say it must have been the colonists in Jamestown, 1607. That's probably true, but here's one for you. All the way back in 1492, when Christopher Columbus was busy discovering America, he made his way south, below Florida, to the tiny island of Haiti. And on Christmas Eve, his ship was wrecked on a coral reef. The Indian chief who was the ruler of Haiti saw what had happened to Columbus, and he and his tribe helped remove valuables from the wreck. And that next day, Christmas Day, Columbus dined with the Indian chief. And at this spot, a small fortress was built to honor the day, and it was named La Navidad, the Nativity. And here's one. How did Xmas come to stand for Christmas? Well, for the longest time, when I saw that X, it made me feel terrible that Christ was actually being removed from Christmas. But then I learned something. The X in Xmas is actually equivalent to the Greek sound CH, as in Christmas, which means Christ. But no matter what, even if X does stand for Christ, I still prefer to see the written word. Don't you? I'm Jerry Stewart. I'm taking a break now, but before I leave, I can't resist telling you one Christmas joke. When the teacher asked the children what was the occupation of the wise men, one of the children popped his arm right up and said, I know, I know, the wise men were firemen. The teacher was confused. Firemen? How do you know that? He said, simple. When they came, it's told that they had just come from afar. (laughs) I love Christmas. I'm taking a break now, but when I return, I'll tell you the wonderful story of St. Nicholas. We'll be back with more of this special Christmas program after these messages.
Are you looking for something different to get your children, your grandchildren, or family members for Christmas this year? How about a subscription to our website where they will get so many great stories of our history that are written in audio and video, and the subscription is for the whole family, not just per person. So a family with several children can have all of the opportunity to learn more about our American history together, and we need that. So go to www.jerrystewartusa.com and sign up now for the best patriot gift that you can give this year. It's up to us to make sure the next generation understands where we have come from and be the next leaders to stand up and keep our nation free. For more information or to get your own Patriot sign-up gift now, go to www.jerrystewartusa.com or call our office at 817-995-6965. God bless you and Merry Christmas. There's nothing more fun than hearing good, true stories that teach us how to be our best as an American patriot. That goes for nations, too. The more that we can learn about what has made our America so great, the more we today can continue in the keeping of our fires of liberty burning for our great America. And that's why these stories and programs are so popular. We all want to listen and learn and share with our friends and family. So, Kelly, tell the listeners how to get today's special program offer. Okay, here's today's offer. Call now at 817-995-6965 or go online to www.jerrystewartusa.com. Purchase now and get this, a CD copy of today's special Christmas program and a signed manuscript, both for a total of just $19.95. That number again is 817-995-6965. Merry Christmas. Everything is expensive right now. Gas, food, you name it. You're spending more, you're making the same or less money. So, what do you do? You rack up credit card debt, that's what you do. It's not your fault. It's the economy. And guess what? If you rack up too much credit card debt like some of us, you can't pay your bills. Then the credit card companies, as nice as they are, start hounding you for money. Then you start your downward spiral. A smart thing for you to do is to call the Zero Debt. They can help you consolidate all your credit card bills into one affordable payment. Millions of people have done it. It works to make you debt-free. Make this free call right now. It costs you nothing to learn more. 800-507-7293. 800-507-7293. That's 800-507-7293. Hi, Bill Bunkley here for Care Team Home Care. I want you to meet two excellent Care Team Home Care professionals, Bill and Carissa. My name is Bill Darnell. I'm the Director of Nursing for Care Team Home Care. I am Carissa Darnell, and I am an infusion home health nurse for Care Team. I feel that I make a, a great difference in patients' and families' lives. I feel supported as an RN by the company, and I feel that I can deliver excellent patient care because I am not stressed out. We have a large portion of our clientele are veterans. The scheduling is flexible, and the compensation is excellent. Being able to be more at home, which is what we are, we're in the home, you're going to get to know them. Want to make a change for 2024? Care Team Home Care is now hiring health care aides, LPNs, and RNs. You can apply in person at 3311 West Kennedy Boulevard. And for more information on career opportunities, visit careteamhomecare.com. 
As a family member or friend, you may be the first to notice when a veteran you love has been going through changes. Things like withdrawing, drinking more, or increased anger could be a sign of a larger health concern. But help is available. Listen to hundreds of inspiring stories at maketheconnection.net and learn how you can support the veterans in your life. Treatment works. Recovery is possible. The following program was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Hello and welcome back to this special Christmas program. I'm Jerry Stewart. In our last segment, we talked about a number of the bizarre traditions of Christmas, along with some beautiful stories of Christmas. Stories that the children, even us older children, love to hear. Now, a few weeks before Christmas, a good friend visited our home to give Kelly and me a Christmas gift. It was a plaque that says it all in one word. Believe. Believe. And that's what Christmas is all about. About believing who the Christ child really was. Believing not just in our heads, but in our hearts. But the believing doesn't, can't stop there. We must believe that he came to save our souls by giving us the most magnificent gift of all, himself. Wow. But who are the ones who seem most apt to believe at Christmas? It's the children. They believe. When the bells of Christmas ring, so many today have just turned their beautiful melody off. They just don't hear. But not the children. They are still faithful, still believing. That's why the Bible tells us that to know God, we must have the faith of a little child. And speaking of God and children, I was recently sent a number of God letters, actual letters sent by children to God. And these letters tell it all. Listen to a few God letters sent by the children. This one's from a little boy named Neil. Dear God, he says, I went to this wedding and they kissed right in church. Is that okay? (laughs) And then from Jane, dear God, instead of letting people die and having to make new ones, why don't you just keep the ones you got now? Good question. And here's a good one. Dear God, I am an American. What are you? And talk about faith. Listen to this one from Mickey D. Dear God, if you watch in church on Sunday, I will show you my new shoes. He knew that God was with him. And from Larry, he said, Dear God, maybe Cain and Abel would not kill each other so much if they had their own rooms. It works with me and my brother. And then finally, and I think this one pretty much sums it up nicely. It's from Nan. Dear God, I bet it is very hard for you to love all of everybody in the whole world. There are only four people in my family, and I can never do it. Yep, God loves everyone in the world. The children know it. Do you know it? Do you know that God loves you? It's His very special gift just to you. And speaking of gifts and gift-giving, there's someone else that we think about at Christmas. He has many names around the world. Santa Claus, Sinterklaas, Kris Kringle, Old St. Nick. And if any of you tend to be doubters of his existence, St. Nicholas is very real. And he was sainted years ago because of his great kindness. Listen to this story. His name was Nicholas, and he was born over 1,600 years ago in the Far East. He was a very kind and helpful boy, and when he grew up, he became a great man of God. So great that when he died, he was given the title of a saint, St. Nicholas. 
St. Nicholas loved children. He loved them so much that he was made the first patron saint of children. Now, there's so much to tell about St. Nicholas of his kindness and his brave acts for God that caused him to actually be imprisoned for his faith in God. But there is one story told which explains how he first became recognized as the man we know today as Santa Claus. In Santa Claus's St. Nick's town, there lived a poor man with three daughters. He was so very poor that he was ready to send his three daughters out to beg for food. But it had happened that not long before, Nicholas had come into a great fortune. So he decided to secretly help this poor man and his family. So late one night, Nicholas went to the man's home. He saw an open window and threw a bag of gold into the man's house. And on three separate nights, St. Nicholas went to that man's house, each time throwing in a bag of gold. Until that third night, the man actually saw Nicholas perform his act of kindness. Nicholas explained that he loved to help people and to give gifts, especially to children, and that he loved to do it secretly. The man knew that Nicholas was a kind man of God, and he kept his secret. And today, 1,600 years later, St. Nick, Santa Claus, is still at work. Now, for many of you, that's probably the first time that you've heard the true story of how St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, first got his start. And it's easy to see how Santa Claus chose Christmas as his day to be a gift giver because of the Christ child's wonderful gift. But just where did the tradition of the Christmas tree get its start? And why is it that tree? Well, I've heard a lot of stories and theories about how the Christmas tree came to be, but here's the one I like best. It was around the late 600s A.D. There was a man born in Devonshire, England, who was given the name Winfred. Now, when he grew up, Winifred became a missionary, and he spent most of his ministry among the pagan tribes of Germany. In fact, his tireless work there as a missionary earned him the title of the Apostle of Germany. It was the year 1723 when Pope Gregory II made Winifred a bishop and gave him the name Boniface. Years later, he became an archbishop himself and devoted his entire life to converting the pagans to Christianity until the year 755 when he was killed by a mob of disbelievers. But you say, what does this man, St. Boniface, have to do with how Christmas trees ever got started? Okay, here's the story. Early in his missionary work, Boniface came across a group of pagan people who were about to sacrifice a young boy to their pagan god. They believed that this oak tree was sacred to their god and that sacrifices of young boys under that tree would appease an angry god. Well, Boniface saw what they were about to do to kill the innocent young boy, and he somehow stopped them and actually chopped down that sacred oak tree. Now, I found nothing to tell me just how he was able to do all that without being killed himself. But with God's help, he must have surely been a very impressive and compelling man. So the young boy was saved. And sometime later, after the people were converted to Christ, they visited the site of that chopped down oak tree. And to their amazement, a young fir tree had grown in its place. Just what did that mean? Well, Boniface told the new converts that this fir was to be their new holy tree, that it was the tree of peace and the tree of Christ. And according to this story, this is where the traditions of the Christmas tree began. 
But just why all the lights and decorations at Christmas? Well, it actually makes perfect sense. If the Christmas tree is truly the tree of Christ, then it should surely have lights on it because Christ is the light of the world. Okay, so one last story before our break. It's not a tree or a bush. It's a parasite. But at Christmas time, people love it. Why? Well, its name means tree thief. But strangely enough, some believe it's a magical plant that wards off disease. Hunters place it in their hats to bring good luck for the hunt. Young girls put it under their pillows to bring sweet dreams. It is even the official flower of the state of Oklahoma. So just what seemingly useless parasite am I talking about? It's mistletoe. And it's magical, all right. Stand under it and see what happens. You get a kiss. Now, none of us today expect it to do any of these magical things, but it does one very special thing. It provides hope to those who like to kiss. So keep looking. I'm Jerry Stewart. I'm taking a break now, but when I return, I'll tell you the true story in 1954 when I was a six-year-old boy and what happened on live TV as I worked my best to sing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'll be back with more of this special Christmas program after these messages. W282CI Tampa, W262CP Bayonet Point. Online at Let's Talk Or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has hailed the shooting down of two Russian fighter jets. His upbeat assessment comes amid growing concern about battlefield disappointments and about the future of Western aid for Ukraine's war effort. Conditions have been mostly nice for travelers flying ahead of and on Christmas Day, but some naughty disruptions plagued those flying with Southwest Airlines again this year. Airlines prepared for massive waves of travelers this holiday season by hiring thousands of pilots, flight attendants, and other workers in an effort to avoid delays of 2022, culminating with the Southwest Airline debacle that stranded more than 2 million people. Southwest experiencing hiccups again over the weekend, canceling more than 400 flights and delaying 2,700 flights. This is SRN News. Donald Trump's strength between Sundays. This is your daily word on Faith Talk Tampa. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. Psalm 5, verse 11. Strength between Sundays. We are Faith Talk Tampa. Listen to us online at letstalkfaith.com or download the Faith Talk Tampa app and take us wherever you go. Alex Jones has an uncanny, really an amazing ability to predict events before they happen. He has called it and he's done it on tape again and again to the point where it's a meme on the Internet. Alex Jones, prophet, not conspiracy nut, prophet. But when you dig into Alex Jones's predictions, they are so spot on that it's remarkable. How does he do this? We're guessing there's a kind of spiritual sensitivity to Alex Jones. Maybe that's his secret. He was displaying this years before the average person in this country even thought about matters like that. Now it's pretty obvious to most people that that the the current war going on in this country is taking place in ways you can't see it most of the time. But 10 years ago, people were not thinking that way. Alex Jones was. And so we thought it'd be interesting to sit down and talk to Alex Jones, the man. 
He joins us now in our studio. Alex Jones, thank you. Wow, Tucker, it's great to be here. Amazing studios, amazing, <laughs> I mean it, amazing people. And uh, this is this is uh, really going to be, I think, a historic interview. So thanks for having me. Well, I'm really grateful to be able to do it. And, and it's just, it's one of the great blessings of my life and of my job is that I've been able to meet people that I've had preconceptions about and sometimes find those preconceptions uh, <laughs> bolstered and in other cases demolished. And you're definitely in the second category. So I want, for people who've made it this far, you know, the people around the country have really succeeded in making you disreputable. And the whole point, of course, is people won't listen to you. So we thought it'd be interesting to start with a series of on-tape predictions that you made, some of which are so precise and so prescient that it makes the hair on my arms stand up. And I'm being sincere, and our viewers are about to, about to see what I'm talking about. Here is a list of things that you called ahead of time. By the middle of September, that the new policy is being written, you will all have to wear masks again, and so will airport employees. It's happening. Mask mandates are officially back. We know the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun, where if you let some terrorist group do it, like the World Trade Center, we know who to blame. And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden, who was a known CIA asset in the 80s, this group and its leader, a person named Osama bin Laden, he's the boogeyman they need. We're looking at a giant war in February right now. I predict the Russians are going to roll in. They're already there. They're going to roll in. With attacks across Ukraine, which is the size of Texas. It really was the Iraqis. That's just because they're getting ready to invade Iraq. What a beautiful setup. Uh, those 9-11 clips are crazy. I'm actually bothered by the precision of them. I'm not accusing you of being behind 9-11. But how could you, in July of 2001, call that? You said they're going to have airliners fly into the World Trade Center and they're going to blame a guy come all, some, called Osama bin Laden. Now, leaving aside what actually happened, what, how could you have known that? Well, in, in the longer clips, because it's a multi-hour show from July 25th, 2001, uh, uh, I specifically walked through all the reasons and I knew that they were hyping up that we were about to be hit by Osama bin Laden. I knew that the World Trade Center had been attacked the first time and that the feds been involved helping cook the bomb and allowing it to go forward. And I just saw a lot of the pre-programming uh, that was happening uh, in the media because they were on the news saying, you know, well, life's about to change in America. And I was reading what the Rand Corporation was saying and what the Pentagon was putting out. And I read the PNAC document uh, from a year before, Rebuilding America's Defenses, that Dick Cheney uh, had helped write. And it said we need a Pearl Harbor event on the American homeland to be able to bring in this police state and, and, and this control and then expand the American empire worldwide. So hundreds of pieces of data, <coughs> hundreds of pieces of data went into that prediction. But terrorists are going to hit the World Trade Center in July of 2001. I lived in the United States then. That was the last thing on my mind. And I lived in Washington. I know the guys who wrote the PNAC document because I shared an office with them. So I, I was more informed than the average person. And that was the last thing that crossed my mind in the summer of 2001. Like everyone else, I thought it was a Cessna. But how convinced were you that, that this was going to happen? Uh, I was completely convinced. In fact, in, in, in the full clip of it's online, you can find it on Twitter and other places that has been removed. I explained to people that they need to call the White House and, and tell the White House, we know if you allow uh, these attacks, uh, that uh, you're basically allowing it to happen. And the following program was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. And now we return to this Jerry Stewart Christmas special. 
Hello and welcome back to this special Christmas program. I'm Jerry Stewart. One of the things I like best about this very special season is all the Christmas music. I can't think of a single Christmas song I don't like. But just who sang the first Christmas song? The angels. The Bible tells us that they appeared to the shepherds. It was like a grand heavenly choir singing glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to all men. That was the very first Christmas song. And since that first song was sung over 2,000 years ago, literally thousands of Christmas songs have been written. It was in the early 1950s that one longtime cowboy and Western singer, Mr. Gene Autry, recorded a song that became a huge hit. The song was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and us kids back then loved it. But this very popular Christmas song has a special significance in my life because my singing that song put me in a very strange situation. It was Christmas 1954, and like all first graders, I was so excited about all the holiday happenings. Well, just about that same time, television was still very new in America. Most people still didn't even own a TV. But in my town, the local TV station was experimenting by bringing on some local programming. And onto the scene came a new TV program, The Bobby Peters Show. Now, it was strictly a kid's show, and Bobby Peters, with his pure white hair, wearing, of all things, a tuxedo, would make the show fun for kids. The audience was made up of kids, and they'd have birthday party groups with games and prizes and kind of a talent show, all of this on live TV. Well, my mother heard about this new show and this idea of kids going on to the show to sing or dance or whatever, and she thought of me. I was already a bit of a ham, and at six years old, I could carry a tune. So my mom took me to the TV station to try out. I can still remember walking into that big room with black tile floors, standing by a grand piano while a lady played, and I sang Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Well, after I finished, Mr. Peters talked with my mom, and it was all set. I would come on the show that Saturday before Christmas and sing. Now, I was just a rowdy six-year-old kid. I didn't pay much attention to what was going on. So when Saturday morning came, my mom dressed me in my Sunday best and took me to the studio. Quite frankly, I had never really connected the whole live TV thing. When I got there, it was a little different setup. They had me stand behind a curtain during the show until it came time for me to sing. And then when it was time, Bobby Peters, all dressed up in his fancy tuxedo, the studio stands full of kids ready to have some fun, he introduced me and the curtain opened. When it opened, I marched my way out to the spot there by the piano, faced all the kids in the audience, and on cue, began to sing. Now at first, everything was fine, but then something began to happen. There was this man who had this sort of box on wheels, and he began to push that box closer and closer to me as I sang. Now, I didn't know exactly who this guy was, but he was definitely in my space. Why didn't somebody tell him to get off the stage? But nobody did. Now, remember, I was only six years old, and all I wanted to do was to sing my song and get out of there. But this guy kept getting closer and closer, but I was determined to do my job. I kept my eyes on the audience and continued to sing, but then something happened. This man with this box on wheels began to do this. Psst, kid, look over here. Hey, look over here. What? Ignore him. Ignore him, I said. Keep singing. 
until finally it was too much. Just when the right moment came and there was a brief piano interlude, I turned to this fellow and said quite loud, Hey, why don't you just leave me alone? Can't you see I'm trying to sing? And then, as if nothing had just happened, I turned back to the audience and on cue finished my song. When I was through, I headed for the exit, but Mr. Peters grabbed me up, laughing and clapping. He was cracking up, and he asked me the all-important question. Jerry, can you come back again next week? And I answered emphatically, no, and I marched off the stage. Well, I did find out shortly after that who that guy was. He was the TV cameraman, and the box was a TV camera. I had just told a cameraman on live TV to get lost. Well, over the next few months, Bobby Peters continued to ask me back, and with the help of my mother's bribes of toys and trips, reluctantly, I kept going back. And these times, I looked at the camera. But to this day, when I hear the song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I think about that white-haired man in that tuxedo, all the kids yelling and carrying on, and that guy, that pesky guy with that box, and me on live TV telling him to get lost. I'm Jerry Stewart. I'll be back with more of this special Christmas program after these messages. There's nothing more fun than hearing good, true stories that teach us how to be our best as an American patriot. That goes for nations, too. The more that we can learn about what has made our America so great, the more we today can continue in the keeping of our fires of liberty burning for our great America. And that's why these stories and programs are so popular. We all want to listen and learn and share with our friends and family. So, Kelly, tell the listeners how to get today's special program offer. Okay, here's today's offer. Call now at 817-995-6965 or go online to www.jerrystewartusa.com. Purchase now and get this, a CD copy of today's special Christmas program and a signed manuscript, both for a total of just $19.95. That number again is 817-995-6965. Merry Christmas. Are you looking for something different to get your children, your grandchildren, or family members for Christmas this year? How about a subscription to our website, where they will get so many great stories of our history that are written in audio and video, and the subscription is for the whole family, not just per person. So a family with several children can have all of the opportunity to learn more about our American history together, and we need that. So go to www.jerrystewartusa.com and sign up now for the best patriot gift that you can give this year. It's up to us to make sure the next generation understands where we have come from and be the next leaders to stand up and keep our nation free. For more information or to get your own Patriot sign-up gift now, go to www.jerrystewartusa.com or call our office at 817-995-6965. God bless you and Merry Christmas.
Download the free Faith Talk Tampa app now at the Google Play Store. Bill Bunkley here asking you to help me welcome Todd Saylor from Wired Differently as a fill-in host of the Bill Bunkley Show during the Christmas New Year's week. Todd is no stranger to our audience. He was our on-site special correspondent at the 2023 NRB Conference, a featured guest at Salem Nationals Battleground Talkers Tour in 2022, and Todd's been a regular guest on my show, plus a frequent corporate supporter of our own station events. Learn more about Todd at ToddSailor.com. That's ToddSailor.com. Good news, ladies. Ugly brown spots on your skin might feel like they're the end of the world, but they're not. You can fade those brown spots from view with Dr. Perry's Night Skin Cream. New customers can try Night Skin Free. Diminish the appearance of brown spots on your face, neck, and hands. Try Night Skin Free. Call 1-800-509-4152. Pay only shipping and handling. One per household. Call for your free Night Skin. Call 1-800-509-4152. That's 1-800-509-4152. There's nothing more frustrating and irritating than chronic dry eye. It never stops. The itching, the scratching feeling, the fatigue and weariness. If you're suffering from chronic dry eye, go to Fortify.com and join thousands who've discovered Fortify Advanced Dry Eye Therapy. A combination of Fortify Super Omega, Fortify Focus, and Fortify Black Current Oil GLA. Fortify Advanced Dry Eye Therapy works to address oxidation and inflammation in the eye and the entire body. This combination, once only available to patients in the doctor's office, has now become available to you. And already, countless numbers of listeners have found relief with Fortify Advanced Dry Eye Therapy. If you or someone you care about struggles with dry, itchy, exhausted eyes, order Fortify Advanced Dry Eye Therapy today at Fortify.com. That's F-O-R-T-I-F-E-Y-E.com or call 866 866- 503-9746. That's 866-503-9746. And at fortify.com. When it comes to hiring an AC, plumbing, or electrical contractor, finding one you can trust has always been a challenge until now. Cornerstone Pros. Commitment to quality surpasses customer standards. You can count on the technicians at Cornerstone Pros to go out of their way to deliver an exceptional experience. That's the cornerstone difference. Call 813-291-0522. For service like it ought to be. Alex Jones has an uncanny, really an amazing ability to predict events before they happen. He has called it and he's done it on tape again and again to the point where it's a meme on the Internet. Alex Jones, profit, not conspiracy nut, profit. But when you dig into Alex Jones's predictions, they are so spot on that it's remarkable. How does he do this? We're guessing there's a kind of spiritual sensitivity to Alex Jones. Maybe that's his secret. He was displaying this years before the average person in this country even thought about matters like that. Now it's pretty obvious to most people that that the the current war going on in this country is taking place in ways you can't see it most of the time. But 10 years ago, people were not thinking that way. Alex Jones was. And so we thought it'd be interesting to sit down and talk to Alex Jones, the man. He joins us now in our studio. Alex Jones, thank you. Wow, Tucker, it's great to be here. Amazing studios, amazing, (laughs) I mean it, amazing people. And uh, this is this is uh, really going to be, I think, a historic interview. So thanks for having me. Well, I'm really grateful to be able to do it. And, and it's just it's one of the great blessings of my life and of my job is that I've been able to meet people that I've had preconceptions about and sometimes find those preconceptions uh, <laughs> bolstered and in other cases demolished. And you're definitely in the second category. So I want for people who have made it this far, you know, the people around the country have really succeeded in making you disreputable. 
And the whole point, of course, is people won't listen to you. So we thought it'd be interesting to start with a series of on-tape predictions that you made, some of which are so precise and so prescient that it makes the hair on my arms stand up. And I'm being sincere, and our viewers are about to, about to see what I'm talking about. Here is a list of things that you called ahead of time. By the middle of September, that the new policy is being written, you will all have to wear masks again and show will airport employees. It's happening. Mask mandates are officially back. We know the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun, or if you let some terrorist group do it, like the World Trade Center, we know who to blame. And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden, who was a known CIA asset in the 80s. This group and its leader, person named Osama bin Laden. He's the boogeyman they need. We're looking at a giant war in February right now. I predict the Russians are going to roll in. They're already there. They're going to roll in. With attacks across Ukraine, which is the size of Texas. It really was the Iraqis. That's just because they're getting ready to invade Iraq. What a beautiful setup. Uh, those 9-11 clips are crazy. I'm actually bothered by the precision of them. I'm not accusing you of being behind 9-11. But how could you, in July of 2001, call that? You said they're going to have airliners fly into the World Trade Center and they're going to blame a guy come all, some, called Osama bin Laden. Now, leaving aside what actually happened, what, how could you have known that? Well, in, in the longer clips, because it's a multi-hour show from July 25th, 20, uh, 2001, uh, I specifically walked through all the reasons and I knew that they were hyping up that we were about to be hit by Osama bin Laden, I knew that the World Trade Center had been attacked the first time and that the feds had been involved helping cook the bomb and allowing it to go forward. And I just saw a lot of the pre-programming uh, that was happening uh, in the media because they were on the news saying, you know, life's about to change in America. And I was reading what the Rand Corporation was saying and what the Pentagon was putting out. And I read the PNAC document uh, from a year before, Rebuilding America's Defenses, that Dick Cheney uh, had helped write. And it said we need a Pearl Harbor event on the American homeland to be able to bring in this police state and, and, and this control and then expand the American empire worldwide. So hundreds of pieces of data, <coughs> hundreds of pieces of data went into that prediction. But terrorists are going to hit the World Trade Center in July of 2001. I lived in the United States then. That was the last thing on my mind. And I lived in Washington. I know the guys who wrote the PNAC document because I shared an office with them. So I, I was more informed than the average person. And that was the last thing that crossed my mind in the summer of 2001. Like everyone else, I thought it was a Cessna. But how convinced were you that, that this was going to happen? I was completely convinced. In fact, in, in the full clip of it's online, you can find it on Twitter and other places it has been removed. I explained to people that they need to call the White House and, and tell the White House, we know if you allow these attacks, uh, that uh, you're basically allowing it to happen. And the following program was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Hello and welcome back to this special Christmas program. I'm Jerry Stewart. Sadly today in America, there is much discussion and dispute about what to do with this day Christmas. Some want to do away with it completely. Others say, oh no, keep the holiday, just get rid of any religious connections. But the truth is this, simply and powerfully this. Without Christ, without the Christ child, 
there would be no Christmas. And consider this, no person in all of our recorded history has had more written about him than Jesus Christ. In fact, the encyclopedia itself devotes more words to Jesus than to Aristotle, Julius Caesar, or the great Napoleon. No life has been more carefully examined and so carefully noted. And more importantly, no life has reached down so many centuries with so great an impact on so many millions of people as the life of Christ. And now I give you the most important Christmas story, the story of that first Christmas. It all began in Nazareth with a young Jewish girl. Her name was Mary. She was chosen by God to carry his only begotten son. She was very young, perhaps as young as 13, and her pregnancy caused quite a stir. After all, she was a virgin and engaged to a man, Joseph. At first, he was reluctant to marry her, knowing he wasn't the father. But when Joseph learned of God's plan through a dream, he was willing to take on whatever might come. It was late in Mary's pregnancy when Joseph was given notice to travel to Bethlehem, his hometown, to be registered and to pay his taxes. Of course, back then, any travel was hard and dangerous. There were thieves and robbers at every turn. The distance they had to travel was over 70 miles of hills and mountains. And of course, there were no buses or planes. Add all of this to Mary's pregnancy, and you can see just what a dilemma this must have been. But nevertheless, they had to go. And finally, upon reaching Bethlehem, I'm sure they were both dog-tired. Although Mary had been riding a donkey, she was exhausted and expecting her child at any time. When they arrived in town, well, you know the story. All the inns were full. There was no place to stay until finally Joseph begged for a place that his weary wife could rest. They were given a place in a barn. It was probably cold and drafty, and most of all, dirty. Plus, it was full of animals, perhaps animals that had been ridden all day. They were dusty and probably kind of smelly. Nevertheless, this was the chosen place for the king of kings to be born. Now, for this all-important occasion, who do you think was invited? Kings and dignitaries? No. When God sent out the invitations through the angels, he went to the shepherds. Just why do you think he invited them as opposed to, say, King Herod or some other dignitaries? Of course, Herod wouldn't be invited. He wanted this young child killed. He proved this by later doing that exact thing, killing all male children in the area under the age of two. But I believe that there's a more important reason why God chose to tell the shepherds. You see, in those days, the occupation of shepherd was a lowly job. In fact, most people didn't even associate with them because they were typically poor, and they carried the strong animal odor of the sheep they cared for. But nevertheless, that night, a host of angels came forth glorifying God with this good news, that the Savior of all mankind had been born. They invited these shepherds to come and see, come and worship. At first, they were afraid. After all, a whole host of angels. But upon hearing the message and the invitation extended, the shepherds came. And what did they see? A very special event. 
The angels told them that it was good news of a great joy which shall be for all people. They said, For unto you today is born a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And even though the shepherds were told to look for a child lying in a manger, they must have been both shocked and surprised to find any newborn child in a barn, much less the long-awaited Christ child. At first, they might have had their doubt, but as they looked at the scene, there was truly something special happening there. They knew this newborn babe was more than just a mere child. They fell to their knees in reverence. They knew they were in a holy place. And then we're told they went out into the night praising and glorifying God for all they had seen and heard. But there were at least three others invited that night. The wise men, they were from the east. They followed a star. And though they didn't make it to the manger that night, they did come bringing gifts, gold, frankincense, myrrh, gifts for a king, the very first Christmas gifts given. And that's how it all began. But you still ask, why God's son, born to a girl from a simple life, born in a barn with only animals and lowly shepherds to witness the blessed event? Actually, I believe the answer is quite simple and quite amazing. God wanted there to be no doubt that this child, his son, came to earth for everyone even the lowliest, and that later in life, when the time was right, this little child, now a man, would give the greatest gift, his life, as a sacrifice, once again, for everyone, even the lowliest. Billy Graham said it this way, Christmas is not a myth, not a tradition, not a dream. It's a glorious reality, a time of joy, Bethlehem's manger crib became the link that bound a lost world to a loving God. And from that manger came a man who not only taught us a new way of life, but brought us into a new relationship with our Creator. Christmas means that God is interested in the affairs of people, that God loves us oh so much that He was willing to give us His Son. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wow, what a wonderful and amazing story. I'm so glad that Jesus came. Aren't you? I'm Jerry Stewart. I'll be back with more of this special Christmas program after these messages. There's nothing more fun than hearing good, true stories that teach us how to be our best as an American patriot. That goes for nations, too. The more that we can learn about what has made our America so great, the more we today can continue in the keeping of our fires of liberty burning for our great America. And that's why these stories and programs are so popular. We all want to listen and learn and share with our friends and family. So, Kelly, tell the listeners how to get today's special program offer. Okay, here's today's offer. Call now at 817-995-6965 
or go online to www.jerrystewartusa.com. Purchase now and get this, a CD copy of today's special Christmas program and a signed manuscript, both for a total of just $19.95. That number again is 817-995-6965. Merry Christmas. Download the free Faith Talk Tampa app now at the Google Play Store. Terrorist attacks against Israel, escalating threats of a third world war, natural disasters and civil unrest are causing people to wonder, are we living in the end times? In his new book, Are We Living in the End Times? Trusted pastor and best-selling author, Dr. Robert Jeffress provides solid biblical answers to seven key questions, including what role does Israel play in the end times? What five headlines will signal we are in the end times? And how can you prepare for the end times? Are We Living in the End Times by Dr. Robert Jeffress is available right now at ptv.org and wherever fine books are sold. Jesus said, no one knows the hour or day of his return, which is why we should be ready at all times. Jesus is coming back to earth one day. Are you ready? Get your copy of my new book, Are We Living in the End Times? by going to ptv.org or wherever fine books are sold. Now in the same country, there were angels living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock at night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. It's incredible to ponder that the baby Jesus came to redeem and offer you and me eternal life, plus a daily intimate relationship. And that's the most amazing Christmas gift ever given. We wish you a Merry Christmas from all of us at Salem Radio, Central Florida. Hey, it's Tim Cooper with Health Plan Network. The open enrollment for the 2024 Affordable Care Act Marketplace plans is ongoing now. The new plans have even higher deductibles and even higher monthly premiums. Folks, there is another option. My Freedom of Choice plan puts most of your coverage right up front where you only meet a deductible if you go into a hospital. You can pick your doctors, and it's 30 to 60% lower cost than Obamacare. The monthly premiums are independent of your income, so there's no surprise tax bills. If you pay for your own health insurance, you're uninsured, you're on COBRA, or your employer coverage is just too expensive, call me, Tim Cooper, at 813-212-2580. 813-212-2580. Or go to healthplannetwork.net. That's healthplannetwork.net, and we can custom design a plan that's managed by you, not the government. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer, and again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? 
low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-650-6367-800-650-6367-800-650-6367. That's 800 800-650- Hello, I'm Bill Bunkley, and welcome to this special presentation of The Christmas Story. The Christmas Story is certainly a very, very special part of our lives. And between the story of Christmas and the story of Easter, it's one of those bookends that really defines a lot of who we were when we were born as children, who we are when we accept Christ, and of course, uh, our future hope. And when we talk about The Christmas Story... It is a story that actually started to be told long before the arrival of the Savior. Because the story of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem was in fact foretold. 740 plus years before Jesus was ever laid in that manger, the prophet Isaiah was prophesizing. He was speaking about the future after being inspired by the Holy Spirit. We know that in the 7th chapter, the 14th verse of Isaiah, he writes, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Imagine that. Hundreds of years before the Savior would arrive. God was always was already preparing his people. And we look further in the book of Isaiah, in the ninth chapter, the sixth verse, those familiar words, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of course, those words are so familiar today, not only in text, but in song. Isaiah goes on to write in the 53rd chapter of his book, the second and third verse, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, and of course he's speaking of Jesus, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. As we hid, as it were, our faces from him, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. And of course, those words of Isaiah go well beyond the birth but they are startling words to us as we understand 
how this life of the Son of God was foretold hundreds of years before his arrival and hundreds of years before he would go to the cross for you and I. And that is part of the awesomeness of this Christmas story. The prophet Daniel, about 160 years before Christ arrives on the scene, he wrote in his second chapter, the 44 verse, And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all of these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. We were told of the coming king, of the coming Messiah, and about his kingdom. We were told about the arrival of Jesus Christ, again, more than a 100 years before he laid in that manger in Bethlehem. So let's talk a little bit about the Christmas story. We move now to Dr. Luke, and the first chapter, we're going to pick up the story of Christmas in the 26th verse, and we're going to talk about Christ's birth announcement to Mary. Imagine how surprised Mary was, how aghast Mary was when she got the news. Remember that in Daniel, he tells us, that this was the time when the Messiah was to be born, according to Daniel's prophecy. And so we know from Daniel's prophecy exactly what all of the, the wise men, all of the, of the prophets, they knew when the Messiah was going to be coming and when he was going to be coming uh, to the actual area of Bethlehem. We pick up in Luke. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin who was engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. I don't know about you, but I can hardly picture that moment when the angel actually manifested himself before Mary. Can you imagine what Mary was feeling? Was she hallucinating? Was she imagining all of this? No. Mary was given special grace, I believe, to understand And for these events to be unfold, to understand eventually that she was, in fact, the chosen one to be the Mary, the mother of the living God. We pick up in the text again in verse 29. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord of God and will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever And of his kingdom, there will be no end. 
Now, I want you to remember this whole idea about being in the lineage of David, in the throne of his father, David, because that's going to be very central to many of the of the themes that we're going to see unfold very quickly in this Christmas story. Verse 34, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? I do not know a man. Mary knew that she was a virgin. Mary knew she had not been with Joseph or any other man. Mary wanted to know how this would be. In verse 35, the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Wow. What an incredible arrival for the Son of God. Can you just imagine the moving of the Holy Spirit? Can you just imagine Mary at that moment, at that space and time? First of all, to be so humbled by the fact that you are the chosen one, so worthy to carry the Son of the Most High. And then to realize this miraculous set of circumstances that was about to take place. What a magnificent, magnificent chain of events indeed. In verse 36, we read, Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. And and I believe that part of that whole idea of pointing to Elizabeth being six months already pregnant in an impossible situation at her age was giving Mary that reassurance. Trust me, what I tell you is absolutely true. And and it's not going to be impossible for God to carry this out. And in a moment of humbleness, obedience, Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And at that point, the angel departed from her. Yes, Lord, I'm your servant. Yes, Lord, I will bear your son. Yes, Lord, according to your word. We now learn as we move forward in Luke 2 that Mary became obviously pregnant with the Lord Jesus Christ. She's carrying Jesus. And now we're getting to the point that Jesus is about to be born. As the scripture says, the fullness of God's time had come, and the prophets had told us, had told her, that he would be born in Bethlehem. Well, they they live in Nazareth. How can this be that he will be born in Bethlehem? In Luke 2, verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all of the world should be registered. This census first took place when Quirinius was governing Syria. 
So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the whole idea of this census. I want to talk about how miraculous it is, how God puts together this providence, the events of time, the events of the world that we walk through, so that because of what would be happening with this secular census and a requirement for Joseph and Mary in the line of David to have to travel a great distance to a point where they are the register because they are of the line of David. And that's got to take place in Bethlehem. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. And ransom captive Israel. That mourns in lonely exile here. Until the Son of When Joy became a Christian, her husband contemplated divorce. I think that God just really used focus on the family um, and your guys' ministry to grow me and um, prepare me and um, guide my heart to live out um, in front of my husband what it means to follow Christ. This is Faith Talk Tampa General Manager Carolyn Cassidy. Make a difference this Christmas season with the Focus on the Family year-end giving campaign at letstalkfaith.com. I'm Adam Holtz, and you're listening to Plugged In on Faith Talk Tampa. Before I met your mom, I was a covert assassin. I escaped that life, and now they found us. <laughs> In the movie Family Plan, now streaming on Apple TV+, Plus, we meet Dan Morgan. He's about as nice a guy as you'll ever meet. But Dan hasn't always been nice. He used to be a government assassin. These days, he's a mild-mannered family man. Well... Right up to the moment some goons from Dan's past find him and try to take him out. Then look out. Mark Wahlberg's latest flick mixes action and comedy, kind of like True Lies and Spy Kids. We get great messages about the importance of connecting as a family and some not-so-great language and violence in this PG-13 romp. So we're giving Family Plan a 2.5 out of 5 for family friendliness. Read the full review at PluggedIn.com radio. I'm Adam Holtz for Focus on the Family's Plugged In. 
When I was seven, I found out that mother didn't count the presents either. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and Bob Hoos offers a dramatic reading of a special Christmas tale called When Mom Was 11 Foot 4. She said, You shouldn't keep track of how many presents you give or get, or measure the worth of a gift by how much it costs. Mother, you see, was what grown-ups call a romantic. That meant she loved things grand and good and beautiful. She was extravagant, too, which meant she never kept track of what a gift might cost. She said that Christmas was God's extravagant gift to us. Then she said, If God gives extravagant gifts, why shouldn't we? Celebrate Christmas today by listening to the entire story at FamilyMinute.org. Both houses of Congress are considering legislation that will impact your favorite talk shows and news updates. The AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act would ensure that auto manufacturers won't eliminate AM radio from future car models. Over 80 million Americans, men and women like you and me, depend on AM radio for news, severe weather updates, vigorous debates on talk shows, and local information that is essential for public safety. When a disaster strikes or lives are threatened by wildfires in places like Maui, AM radio is often the only lifeline a community has. You have the power to make a real difference. The AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act is H.R. 3413 in the U.S. House and Senate Bill 1669 in the U.S. Senate. Please contact your senator and your congressman asking them to support this vital legislation to keep AM radio in American cars now and forever. The AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. Act today. Is there a secret to spiritual growth? How do we move forward and be more consistent in our walk with the Lord? Pastor Greg Laurie answers those questions this week on The New Beginning. We'll glean some important insights on prayer and uncover a parable with the key to spiritual growth. Tune in for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Listen to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, weekdays at 10, here on Faith Talk Tampa. Welcome back to this special Christmas presentation, The Story of Christmas. I'm Bill Bunkley, and we are sharing one of the most fascinating and important stories of mankind. It is the birth of Jesus. It is the real story of Christmas that inspires so many of us. And if you're just joining us, we are are now arriving at the time where Mary is about to give birth to her precious son, Jesus. We know that the Romans have called for a census and for everyone in the Jewish world to be registered. And so now the events of her pregnancy being carried out in Nazareth, but her birth will be in Bethlehem because of the census. It's amazing to look at God's providence that ordered all of the events so that the prophecies would come true that Mary and Joseph would travel by foot from Nazareth through Jerusalem to Bethlehem. And this order from the emperor that all of the subjects of the Roman Empire, the Jews, were eventually to be taxed, but they were really registering them so that they can identify who they are, get their names, but they're registering them according to their families, to their birth order. 
Now, many believe that being taxed was a secondary motive. The Romans really wanted to have an idea of all of the subjects that were under their empire. And Mary and Joseph probably, once they arrived to the, the Roman checkpoint in, in Bethlehem, they probably made a profession of allegiance to the Roman Empire because they were probably required to, either by some set of uh, or form of words or a testament, or maybe even a small amount of tribute in token to their allegiance to Rome. Now we pick up the story in Luke 2, the fourth verse. Joseph also went from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Now, the name of the place is significant, Bethlehem. Bethlehem signifies the house of bread. A proper place for him to be born, that being Jesus. And Jesus is also referred to as the bread of life. The bread that came down from heaven. This registration event brought them up from Nazareth to Galilee and then to Bethlehem in Judea. Now, the walk from Nazareth is about a 68-mile walk from Nazareth to Jerusalem. That's about 17 hours. And then Bethlehem is about five or six additional miles outside of Jerusalem, and, and that walk was probably a couple of hours. So we see, with Mary being with child, we see that this was a, a significant investment of their time and of their will and of their resources at this point in Mary's pregnancy to travel to Bethlehem. But they knew it had to be done. Mary knew that the child that she was carrying was in the lineage of King David. And though even though they were poor and even though they were not uh, arriving with any uh, royal status, they knew that it was important because of the royalty of this birth line that they had as a matter of pride to go to Bethlehem and to register as folks who were within the line of David. And we also believe that there's a good reason because the emperor always was concerned about the, the king that was overseeing uh, Jerusalem, uh, the king that uh, was of the Jewish descent, but they were also very concerned about anyone who may want to rise up from a past line of kingship. And, of course, that's where the... King David kingship comes in. And so it's probable that the emperor gave particular orders to make sure that the line of David, everyone was accounted for and everyone was registered because I believe that was a, a line that they would be paying particular attention to and that the emperor would want to know the number and the strength of those who are living in that day as descendants in the line of David. Keep in mind that as they traveled, Mary was ready to give birth at any moment. Can you imagine that, ladies, traveling 68 miles, another five or six miles, not by car, not by bus, 
either by animal or by walking. Because if she probably would have had it her way, at that point in her pregnancy, she would have gladly had stayed in Nazareth to give birth to Jesus. But as we know, prophecy didn't allow for that. And so we see the story unfolding. In verse 6, we pick up the story. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her son. Jesus was born and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Now, we talk about these swaddling clothes. Some believe they were rags because they were poor. What we really believe is swaddling clothes is what all of the young babies were, were put in. So we don't know that there's any significance between the swaddling clothes because they were rejected at the end and had to move not to the end, but the innkeeper allowed them to move to the end stable for them to stay in the stable because all the rooms were taken. So this Jesus miraculously was not born in a hotel room, not born in a birthing ward, but because of everybody was traveling because of the census, it forced them to have to stay in the stable. And of course, we know that this is part of God's miraculous plan. So here we see the, the royal family, if you will, there in a the stable. Jesus has been born alongside of the cows and the other animals of the stable and uh, believing him to be placed in a manger. And, of course, a manger is that stand by which the cattle usually feed in. But they were accommodated by God in these very simple surroundings. And why should it surprise us? Because as we see Jesus, as he grows up and he, he starts his ministry, and the way we see many people react to Jesus today, it doesn't surprise us in the very beginning that he was not received even in an end. People rejected him of a place even to be born. So why would we think it is strange if we see the way he's treated today and to see how he was treated in the beginning. In verse 8, the text tells us, Now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, this is at the point of the story where we may disappoint many of you. I know it's uh, December. I know we think of snow and Christmas and all the things that we are used to uh, attributing to Christmas. But the reality is that Jesus was probably born in the middle of summer. And the reason why we know that is the shepherds would not have been out in the fields overnight, probably in the winter. It would have been too cold. But as you know, the cattle in the summertime, they're allowed to roam the range and all of the animals, the sheep are allowed to roam the range. And so that's what we believe um, the period of time to be is summer and, and not in winter because if it was winter time, they would have probably had most of those animals safely secured in a barn. 
Now, remember, the shepherds are, are just out in the fields. The fields are right next to Bethlehem, and they're just, they're just in the fields with the sheep. And, in fact, we still see those same fields just outside Bethlehem today. Now, at night, they were there to keep watch over the sheep, uh, not only from the attack of, of other animals, but also from thieves, people who would try to steal those animals. And then they're minding their own business. It's a quiet night. They're just doing what shepherds do. And verse 9 tells us, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were greatly afraid. Let me ask you a question. What would you do if you were tending your sheep and... In a flash, there was this heavenly angel standing before you. Now, imagine now also who this announcement was made to. The angel did not head to the temple. The angel did not announce the arrival of Jesus to the chief priest or to the elders because they would not have been able to receive Jesus. They could not they could never understand his humble beginnings because they were already corrupted. But again, as as the Lord went to King David, a shepherd, and this lineage has a lot in common with shepherds and shepherding and those who shepherd. The angel came to this company of very poor shepherds who were just like the forefathers Jacob. They were the plain men who were dwelling in the tents. They were not from the line of Esau, you know, the hunters, the patriarchs, the patriarchs of the day that they remembered. They were shepherds. Moses and David particularly were called from the keeping of sheep to rule God's people. We see it happen with David. We see it happen with Moses. And now we see God again using the shepherds when he calls Jesus. And this is no accident. And by this instance, God would show that he still had a favor of those of that simple breed, the shepherds. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Listen live at Let'sTalkFaith.com or download the Faith Talk Tampa app at the Google Play Store. 
This is Faith Talk Tampa General Manager Carolyn Cassidy wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas. This season, I invite you to give families hope with a gift to focus on the family. Your gift will help save marriages, rescue moms and babies from abortion, equip parents to raise godly children, and impact our culture with truth. By giving today, you will double your dollars, saving twice the lives through the year-end match going on now. Make a difference this Christmas season with the Focus on the Family year-end giving campaign at letstalkfaith.com. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's what the great prophet Isaiah promised centuries before the birth of Christ. The fulfillment of that promise is what we celebrate at Christmas. It happened in little Bethlehem, and the angel declared to the shepherds, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And so that baby was born, history was riven in two, and salvation came. As the angelic host declared, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. May you and those you love celebrate a wonderful Christmas, filled with the glory of Christ. I'm Albert Muller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-353-2973 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. No more mold. No more damage. No No more outdated old bathroom. No more slipping and hurting. No more stress. Make your ordinary bathroom extraordinary for only $99 per month. New shower, new door, new tub, new wall, new anti-slip technology. Be stress-free. Call 800-430-1186. BCI Bath and Shower is made in America for the highest quality. Ask about our military and senior discounts. Your dream bathroom in as little as one day. First 50 callers save $1,500 on a never-clear glass-treated door. Call now for free premium color upgrades. 800-430-1186. Call BCI Bath and Shower, the leader in bathroom remodeling. Be smart, safe, and stay a step ahead of inflation with our interest-free financing options. Call 800-430-1186. Love your bathroom with free upgrades. Call 800-430-1186. 800-430-1186. It's a Prosperity Minute with Greg Ellie and the Prosperity Group in Sarasota. Let me ask you a question. What is your retirement plan? We have a program where whatever you put for retirement over a five-year period is going to be tripled by a funding vehicle. That's right, triple. Example, you put in $250,000 for five years. That's $50,000 a year. And the bank's going to add $750,000 or more on your behalf. 
Your income in the future will potentially be tax-free if you qualify. Tax-free is the optimum word. So if you want to learn how to mitigate some of your taxes and these draconian tax increases that are being implemented, then let me show you how to protect yourself. Safe money strategies from the Prosperity Group include retirement planning, wealth management, tax planning, and estate and legacy planning. The Prosperity Group, online at MyMoneyIsSafe.com or call 800-440-0434. That's MyMoneyIsSafe.com or call 800-440-0434. War has played a key role in the history of the United States, from the nation's founding right down to the present. Wars made the United States independent, kept it together, increased its size, and established it as a global superpower. Hi, I'm James Early, host of the Key Battles of American History podcast. In each episode, I discuss American history through the lens of the most important battles of America's wars. To start listening now, go to ParthenonPodcast.com or search Key Battles of American History on your favorite podcasting platform. This is Dr. Ralph Yankee Arnold with Bible Radio. And I want to take this moment to wish each and every one of you a Merry Christmas. I want to also give to you something that's very precious to me, and that's the greatest love story in all the world. We often hear about it at Christmas time. So the scripture I would like to share with you is found in the book of 1 John in chapter 4. And this is what he says in verse 9. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. So it tells you what He did and why He did it. It was the love of God being manifested. Christ coming into this world, born of a virgin, for the reason that he might die to pay for our sins, and as he says, that we might live through him. That means that we might live eternally with God, with him, in heaven forever. He says, herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. That means that Christ was born that he might die, to be the way for you and I to live forever with the Lord in heaven, because he became the propitiation, the satisfaction, the payment for our sins. And because of that, he makes this statement, and this is the record that God hath given to us, eternal life, and this life is in his Son. This is why we must accept the Son in order to have the free gift of everlasting life. And he says, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. So, friend, I pray that you understand the true meaning of Christmas. Christ came to give to you the free gift of everlasting life so that you could live with him. This is Dr. Ralph Yankee Arnold from Bibleline Radio Ministries, wishing you a Merry Christmas. Thank you, and God bless. Welcome back to the story of Christmas here on WTBN as we walk you through the marvelous story 
of that first Miracle Christmas. I'm Bill Bunkley, and we're glad that uh, you're back with us this afternoon. We're picking up the story at the point where the shepherds were minding their own business in the fields, and all of a sudden, on that clear, starry night, that quiet night, an angel is appearing before them. And behold, the angel is telling the story of the arrival of the baby Jesus. And glory was all around this angel. And if you can imagine how that must have been for these shepherds to be just sitting there, their jaws must have been just dropped as they were looking upon the scene. And then in verse 10, In the second chapter of Luke, we're told, Then this angel said to them, Do not be afraid, because you know they were. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you in this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now, where would you expect the royal announcement to to, to be? What would you expect that announcement to be? Maybe the angels would have said, you shall find him, though he's a babe. He's dressed up in royal robes. He's lying in the best house in town. He's lying in state, and there's there's a train of servants and attendants. No, he was in a livery stable. And remember that the message was no sooner delivered by one angel that can you imagine a host of angels there with the shepherds in the field? What an awesome experience. Verse 13 tells us, And suddenly there was the sound of a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. A new message, a new proclamation. A new chorus, if you will, by the angels of heaven, given to the shepherds to be the first ones to spread the word. Verse 15 tells us, so it was when the angels had then gone away from them into heaven. Can you imagine that? Just as soon as they arrived, they went back to heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go up to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. And they gathered themselves up, and they came with haste. And lo and behold, in the town, in the stable, and there in the manger, they found Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. And imagine that that moment. But also imagine maybe one or two of the shepherds, a little bit of a disbelief, not knowing if they saw a mirage, did they see the angels, did they see everything else? But I'll tell you one thing. They could relate to the simpleness. The shepherds could relate to the poverty because the poverty and the simpleness in which they found Christ the Lord, it was not a shock to their faith, for they themselves knew what it was to live a life of comfortable communion with God in very poor and mean circumstances. Now, when they had seen him, verse 17, they made it wildly known, the saying which was told them concerning this child, and those who heard it marveled 
at those things that were told to them by the shepherds. Can you just imagine the shepherds telling the story? But verse 19 sort of brings us back to the intimacy there with Mary. Verse 19 tells us, But Mary kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. Imagine Mary. Imagine Joseph. Imagine when she first laid her eyes on Jesus, and then imagine that she had been called to birth this baby, the Son of God. And you you can imagine that when the shepherds were there and as they were talking, I can I can just see Mary and Joseph sharing what had happened, not only from the arrival of the, of the angel telling her that she would bear the Son of God, telling their story event, of the events, and the shepherds sharing what happened to them with the angels out in the field. All that had to be just a marvelous time of fellowship, just with the shepherds and with Mary and Joseph. And verse 20 tells us that the shepherds then returned. They went to the fields. They went back to their way of life, their simple life. They were glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, and it was told to them. So the shepherds were those to begin the proclamation. Now, a second aspect of the story as we get close to the conclusion of this miraculous Christmas story, of course, has to do with the wise men. Now, before we talk about the wise men, I must I must give you another bit of possibly disappointing news. Every nativity scene that you probably see is not biblically correct. And because you see that as soon as baby Jesus was, was born, there was a star. It was a star that not only the wise men began to see, people saw this new star. Even King Herod saw this star. But the actual journey the wise men to make their way the baby Jesus probably took a long time. And keep in mind that the wise men arrived well after the birth of Jesus. And if they saw that star at the moment of Jesus and began to speculate what that star meant, it would have taken quite a while for them to get there. And because King Herod later, fearing that this new baby Jesus was in the line of David and could be a threat to his throne, and because of the fact that he eventually ordered all the babies two years and younger to be killed, all the male babies there in Jerusalem and in Bethlehem, in the region, I should say, well, that's why we figured the wise men's arrival was sometime from the time of his birth up to about two years. So to see the wise men coming upon the nativity scene in the stable, that didn't happen. Because by the time the wise men actually appeared to worship the baby Jesus, they were now living in a home. In verse 2, and now we're referring to Matthew's um, reference to this, because in Matthew 2, we learn about the wise men, starting with verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. 
And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes and the people together, he asked all of them, he inquired of all of them, where is the Christ? Where was the Christ born? And they answered the king, King Herod, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and in verse 6 we, tell, we, we, we read, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Imagine how concerned Herod must be at that point. The prophecy, a threat to his throne, something must be done. The people must not believe this is the new Messiah, this is the new king. I must destroy anything that has to do with this child immediately. And then we come across something in Micah that was written about 700 years before this event. In Micah 5.2, the prophet writes, But you, Bethlehem, Infratata, Though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are of old from everlasting. Then we pick up again in Matthew, verse 7. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring him, bring the word back to me, that I may come and may worship him. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east was before them. And till it came and it stood right over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasuries, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, we don't know whether it was three wise men, three kings, or 30 or 50. We don't know the exact number. But we do know the valuable items were standard gifts to honor a king in the ancient world. Gold was a precious metal. Frankincense was perfume and, and, uh, or incense. And, and myrrh was an anointing oil. Also remember that gold represented his kingship. Frankincense was a symbol of his priestly role. And, and myrrh was a prefiguring of his death and embalming. In verse 12, we learn that the, wise, that, that, that the actual wise men, they were being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod. They departed for their own country another way. Now, when they had departed, being the wise men, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I call my son. And, of course, that was prophesied 
about 725 years before the arrival of Christ in by the uh, prophet Hosea. And as we close the pages of the chapters of this precious Christmas story, I must ask you, because of all the prophecies that foretold of his birth and all the prophecies that we are now watching for his return, what keeps you by putting your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? He was born to live. He was destined to die for you and I. And today, He can be your Lord and Savior by simply asking Him to come into your life. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill, wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business who want to see what Salem Surround can do for you, go to surroundtampa.com. Remember surroundtampa.com today. Most followers of non-Christian faiths don't celebrate Christmas, which is understandable. But there are many people who don't believe in Jesus, but who celebrate Christmas anyway. They believe in the season, but not in the person who is the reason for the season. Is it necessary to be a faithful Christian to enjoy Christmas? No, but only Christians have a reason to celebrate the true Christ of Christmas. Being excited about a celebration is not the same as being excited about the person who's being celebrated. I hope your Christmas is exciting and that in the midst of the party, you find time and reason to celebrate Christ himself. This is David Jeremiah, and that is the Christmas story on Route 66. Driving the word home this Christmas on Route 66. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. That's Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? That's right. That's why it's critical to supplement your diet with a good source of vitamin C every single day. Aquapowder's vitamin C is a safe, effective, and delicious way to get the powerful vitamin C your body needs. And it's easy. Just mix with water and drink. Feel more energy, boost your immune system, and fight free radical damage. The secret is that Aqua Powder's vitamin C combines nature's most potent forms of vitamin C, including acerola cherry, to deliver 2,000 milligrams per serving. That's real protection. And Aqua Powder's vitamin C is available on Amazon. That's spelled A-Q-U-A-P-O-W-D-E-R-Z. Vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and aqua powders is one of the best ways to get vitamin C. So go to Amazon now and get your aqua powders vitamin C today. And remember, aqua powders transforms water into wellness. 
With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. That trip home might be a little dicey, at least in some parts of the country. National Weather Service lead forecaster Bob Borovac. The uh, snowstorm blizzard across the middle part of the country, especially uh, Nebraska up to South Dakota, will have a lot of travel issues. Uh, heavy snow, reduced visibility, and a lot of blowing and drifting snow will make the travel very difficult. Uh, along the East Coast, where there's rain, the travel could still be of uh, hampered. And be careful in parts of the Midwest. Big story for Christmas Day is the blizzard out across parts of the plains, areas from northeastern Colorado, northwestern Kansas, across good portions of Nebraska and South Dakota are experiencing blizzard conditions with heavy snow and high winds. Dozens of cars destroyed in a fire in an automobile auction facility north of Dallas. No injuries reported. This is SRN News. WTBN Pinellas Park, WLCC Brandon. Faith Talk Tampa. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Download the Faith Talk Tampa app. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. That trip home may be a little dicey, at least in some parts of the nation. National Weather Service lead forecaster Bob Orovac. The uh, snowstorm blizzard across the middle part of the country, especially uh, Nebraska up to South Dakota, will have a lot of travel issues. Uh, heavy snow, reduced visibility, and a lot of blowing and drifting snow will make the travel very difficult. Uh, along the East Coast, where there's rain, the travel could still be uh, hampered. And he says, just take it easy. Big story for Christmas Day is the blizzard out across parts of the plains, areas from northeastern Colorado, northwestern Kansas, across good portions of Nebraska and South Dakota are experiencing blizzard conditions with heavy snow and high winds. Israel and Hamas giving a rather cool public reception to an Egyptian proposal to end the war. But the longstanding enemies Monday did stop short of outright rejecting that plan altogether. Also at SRNnews.com, an international shipping giant preparing to resume operations in a critical waterway. Maersk plans to allow its vessels to once again ply the waters of the Red Sea. It comes at the start of a U.S.-led multinational naval operation aimed at protecting shipping from attacks by Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen. Houthi attacks have led to a major disruption of shipping through the Suez Canal and the Red Sea, one of the most important arteries for trade in oil, natural gas, grain, and consumer goods between Europe and Asia. Rich Thomason reporting. Dozens of cars destroyed in a fire at an automobile auction facility north of Dallas. Fire departments from several cities joining the battle in Denton. Officials say 58 vehicles impacted by the blaze caused the fire not determined, but investigators say it appears arson, not a factor. This is SRN News. George Clooney. Oh, what's that about making some money? Yeah, the Roman team. You get a part-time job and a cheap place to live. This holiday season. Come on, boys! That bunch of kids load like no one else that's ever come through here. Based on the inspiring true story. We have a both. Strong enough to qualify for an Olympic spot. Well, lay it down, coach. Of the underdogs who made history. The Americans have the 1996 Olympics. Roll for your country. Roll for each other. The boys in the boat. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Stop overpaying for wireless. There is a better way. Pure Talk saves the average family about $1,000 a year on the most 
most dependable 5G network in the U.S. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of high-speed data for just $30 a month. If you're ready to cut your wireless bill in half, dial pound 250 and say keyword spend less, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250 and say spend less and make the switch to Pure Talk today. Does your church have a succession plan? According to research by the Barna Group, most of America's congregations have no idea what they will do when their current pastor decides to retire. Given the fact that the country's clergymen are aging and fewer young men are entering the pipeline, Barna says it's an important matter that churches need to start thinking about sooner rather than later. Only 16% of pastors are under the age of 40 in this country. The average age is 52. Michael Harrington, SRN News. Evangelical Christians continue making up a large part of former President Donald Trump's support as he seeks the nomination. Pastor Robert Jeffress of First Baptist Dallas is not surprised evangelicals are standing by Mr. Trump, and even as other candidates tout their faith, Jeffress says conservative Christians continue to overwhelmingly support Donald Trump. This is SRN News. Hi, Bill Bunkley here for Care Team Home Care. I want you to meet two excellent Care Team Home Care professionals, Bill and Carissa. My name is Bill Darnell. I'm the Director of Nursing for Care Team Home Care. I am Carissa Darnell, and I am an infusion home health nurse for Care Team. I feel that I make a, a great difference in patients and families' lives. I feel supported as an RN by the company, and I feel that I can deliver excellent patient care because I am not stressed out. We have a large portion of our clientele or veterans. The scheduling is flexible, and the compensation is excellent. Being able to be more at home, which is what we are, we're in the home, you're going to get to know them. Want to make a change for 2024? Care Team Home Care is now hiring healthcare aides, LPNs, and RNs. You can apply in person at 3311 West Kennedy Boulevard. And for more information on career opportunities, visit careteamhomecare.com. The following segment was pre recorded for broadcast at this time. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk Tampa, online at letstalkfaith.com. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free. 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon and welcome to this 5 o'clock edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. It is Christmas Day. It is Christmas afternoon. And I know I've said this many times, but from all of us here at Salem Radio, Salem Media Group, uh, we are just wishing and uh, asking God to bestow his greatest blessings upon your family. Uh, One of the two uh, very important days to those of us who are Christ followers Because this is the day that we have been anticipating for quite some weeks. 
This is the day that your children and grandchildren, your nieces and nephews, maybe it's your foster children, uh, but this is the day that uh, was the big run-up for the kids to have this special day of presents. But also on this day, we want to just tell you how much we're thinking of you. If you have uh, lost a spouse, if um, you experienced uh, a breakup of a marriage, Maybe you got a significant uh, diagnosis, and um, maybe there was an extra chair that was vacant around the, the Christmas meal, either either just a few moments ago, earlier this afternoon, or even last night. All of our Hispanic friends that celebrate Feliz Navidad on Christmas Eve, maybe Maybe somebody special is not there. So we just want to tell you that of all the emotions that run so very high on this day, we just got to tell you we love you. And I want to tell you that Jesus loves you. And especially if you know him as your Lord and Savior, you know he's always there wrapping his arms around you. Well, this is a very special treat because I'm actually going to be spending the balance of this week and a couple of days uh, after New Year's with my family. But uh, I'm excited because uh, my substitute host is going to be with you all week, and he's got a lot to share about living, a lot to share about uh uh, his relationship with Jesus Christ. Todd Saylor is with us, and uh, he hails from down in the Sarasota Brainerd area, and he's going to be our guest host this week. And of course, I want to always have you go to his website, Wired Differently. But uh, Todd and I are going to spend some time this afternoon. And Todd, it's good to have you on the program. What a treat! What a, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm I had to pinch myself twice. I'm sitting across. The- desk from bill bunkley well you know what this is a day we're going to both pinch ourselves because jesus christ is with us and this is his very special day and you know right now you may be listening and let's see here you probably are in your car going from point a to b because uh, we recognize there's a lot of family activities today but you may be in your car going between point A and B. There may be another reason why you might be tuning in because I would say right now, let's see, Todd. Well, the kids are on their video games or the kids may be out in the driveway on that brand new bicycle. Now, I know for football fans, this is a pretty big uh, NFL day mm-hmm, uh, or mm-hmm. at least football day. I, actually, uh, yesterday, Christmas Eve on Sunday was some big football games. But I want to take us back, Todd, because uh, this is a day where uh, I got to tell you, in a run up to this, memories of my childhood yeah. uh, come back. And Todd, did just just not to be a, a downer, but <laughs> it was a couple days after Christmas in 1971. My daddy was about oh. 52 years of age. Oh, really? Got a call, had a stroke. Two days later, uh, our family had to gather to take him off of the life support. Wow. Back in 1971, I was 16 years of age. Wow. So to tell you that every Christmas I don't think about that or it's not part of my process. But I know, Todd, first of all, that my Abba Father, we know as Christ followers that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is not some stoic God way out there. He is my daddy. He's my Abba Father. Mm. And so he's been my father since that day. Mm. And I hold on to the hope that in addition to 
meeting Jesus as soon as I take my last breath or we're raptured up. Sure, I want to see Peter and Paul and Mary, uh, maybe George Washington, some of those. But you know what? To know that I'm going to see my daddy Mm -hmm. and my family and, and Todd with you as well. We don't know who our ancestors are five or six generations back who are in our bloodline, just like the line of David. Uh, and Jesus was in the bloodline all the way from Abraham. So I want to bring, I want to just bring you into discussion at this point. I want to take you back because mm. we want to get to know you a little bit this hour. But I want to go back to the kid. I want to go kid. back to the kid, Todd Saylor. Oh man! Oh, three to five o'clock in your family's tradition. What do you remember you might be doing during this time? Well, I don't. I don't think the kids ever left me. That's the thing. You know, it's like I, if you asked me how old I was, I'd probably say, Oh, I think. I think uh, 21, 22, you know, I don't think the kid has left me. So I could take you actually to this morning. I can tell you I'm up early. I can tell you I made sure that all the big gifts were under the trees for all the grandkids. You know, uh, I remember I, I, I we got all the cookies out, make sure everything, you know, how everything goes. We, at this age in life, it's just funny how God has given us this thing called stored love. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with it. And I find your story mesmerizing. You're a brilliant storyteller. And I, uh, it's just, I love hearing you on the radio and to hear you do this thing. Li- I mean, people, this guy, I'm telling you, amazing. But here's the thing. I, I, I remember getting up and not getting what I wanted as a little kid. There you go. Universal. You're, like, like, I was supposed to get the Hiawatha bike. So how bad did you pout? That's what I want to know. Oh, I was throwing stuff, man. <laughs> I was I was throwing stuff. I got I got the uh, I got the uh, what was it called the uh, light bright instead of the Hiawatha bicycle. And oh, I had I I didn't want a stupid light bright. I wanted <laughs> I wanted the bicycle. I, I wanted the bicycle. I so I got to tell you. So I make sure I do the very best I can at, as a twenty-one year old, fifty-eight year old man. Uh, seeing it the way I think I remembered as a little kid, but live, I had amazing parents. I had, I, I had the best probably Christmases they could provide. Um, and you know what? Uh, I think I got the bike on my birthday. Now let me ask a question. Did you want a 10 speed? Did you want skinny racing tires did you want all the gears or would you have been happy with a what is, it was a red bike a flyer you know it was a uh, j- j- just basic with the tank on it and some big wheels a, did you have to have a special bike or just it, wanted any it, bike i wanted the schwinn hiawatha man and i was probably in no training wheels bro i mean it was i was down with it because i was i was riding a bike almost after i could i mean i was i was on i was on so it was it was not one of those 10 speeders with all that i was just i was little and uh i think they probably didn't get to me because maybe they didn't have the money or uh they were scared because you, you didn't have to wear helmets back then now, let, me, <laughs> let me ask you a question come on now that was good you didn't have to wear helmets you're back good then. now by the way folks you're listening to our guest host for the week uh we are pre-recording this uh, to give you an opportunity to spend some time with you. We're with our families today as well, but we're reminiscing about uh, Christmas on this Christmas afternoon. And the voice you hear is Todd Saylor, who is going to be uh, sitting in for me this week. And uh, I'm going to be back after New Year's next week. And, of course, uh, Wired Differently. We'll get to that in just a moment, a website I want to refer you to. So uh, we want to just spend some time together here. Now, 
Now, I want to ask you this question. Um, so here we have the the Christmas Day. Um, tell me about a little bit about. Now, in our family, I grew up. We were Presbyterians. Okay. Which means we were doing the Santa Claus thing. Mm -hmm. And I know it's a great theological discussion about whether you are traumatizing your kids if you do Santa Claus and Jesus. But I just just told my audience for 18 years, look, we we did Santa Claus. I did Santa Claus and my son. Very clear about who Jesus Christ is. A little fun thing for the kids. So. Did you have Santa Claus in part of your celebration? Was there no Santa Claus? How did that how did that roll? Well, we weren't <laughs> we were if we were anything, we were Methodists. Like, okay, so everything a, had to be a procedure <laughs> and a method. No, it was like he, like I remember I remember talking to a guy uh, when I was younger in my teens and I said, Did you just get back from a church? And he was an older older guy in the community. He looked at me, he goes, Yes, I did. I said, Where'd you go? And he said, The Methodist church. I said, Yeah. He goes, Quick and painless. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the Methodist church was, you know, we went, we didn't go often. It was always a fight before we went. And I wasn't fighting, but the, my parents were like, Yeah, do we want to go? Then when my mom wanted to go. I don't know if any of you want to go through that out there. One parent is probably pushing it a little bit more than the other, and then they try to take the pulse of the children, and never, never the right thing to do. But no, I, we were all about Santa Claus. Or, uh, we didn't talk much about God. Didn't talk much about Christ. Or I didn't really have Christ in my life until uh, probably my junior year in high school. And it wasn't even Christ. I was in a campus life, and I just knew that it, I needed to be with some of those people. I didn't accept Christ into my life until I married my wife. Uh, in 1987, almost 40 years ago, and uh, I'm still with my wife. I think that's important, people. 40 years is a a, a big number in these days, and she is a, a spectacular human being. And it's funny because I am the Grinch, to be honest with you. I love the Grinch. But now, don't get me wrong, Bill, because the Grinch, you know, he always comes back, right? And I do a show uh, – every morning on Facebook called uh, Todd Saylor Wired Differently on Facebook. So if you guys are have a time, go there and check me out. Every morning I'm live at 7.30 a.m. That's Todd Saylor Wired Differently right there on Facebook. I'm the number one click. Just get on there and you can watch me live every morning for a half hour. And I'll actually be doing that half hour show live, Bill, uh, before I come to do the the stead for you, so I'll I'll literally be able to talk to my followers. Preview what you're going to talk yeah, about. During yeah, the show. I'm yeah, I'm going to practice yeah. like you, like like you. Uh, uh, I can't walk right in here and just like like ooze it out. You're you're phenomenal, man. If you guys saw, him, he walked in here, sat down, and he's like, go. And I'm like, oh my goodness, he's on. Hey man, Lord, the Lord just leads. That's all I can tell you, folks. We got to take a break. We're having a blast, and right now, what a special day for all of you. And remember. We're talking a little bit about gifts. If you didn't get exactly what you wanted, it's okay. Because remember that the greatest gift ever given was the rescue mission that our Abba Father sent his son on, and that's Jesus Christ. And he came and spent three years directly in the flesh. God became man and to show us how to live for him. And he went to the cross And yes, this is the day we celebrate the baby Jesus in the womb, in that cave in Bethlehem. 
but we also really celebrate the blood of Jesus because it's the blood that washes, washes us free. Now, when we come back, Todd Saylor with a Wired Differently is with us. And by the way, you can go to toddsaylor.com. That's toddsaylor.com. He'll be sitting in guest hosting for me for the balance of the week. I'll be back uh, a day or so after New Year's, but don't go away. More of the Bill Bunkley Show right here on Salem Radio, part of Salem Media Group, right, broadcasting in Central Florida. Be right back. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. They do not give up until you pay. They put a lien on my house. How about you? Do you owe back taxes? Call Tax Solutions now and get some help. For a limited time, the IRS offers a tax forgiveness program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Our team can make it easier for you to pay back taxes, avoid tax liens, and get a fresh start. Sometimes you just need a second chance. I call Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. At Tax Solutions Now, now, our affiliates are all accredited by the Better Business Bureau and members of the National Association of Tax Professionals. We saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world. Time is running out. Call Tax Solutions now. Call 800-355-3469. 800-355-3469. 800-355-3469. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-233-4295. 800-233-4295. That's 800-233-4295. Following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Some of the last moments of a spectacular, wonderful day of the year. It's a day that we can play Christmas music all the way up into the evening. And I know we're going to be transitioning pretty quick from this Christmas day, getting ready for New Year's. All those thoughts about New Year's resolutions, all those thoughts about what we might be able to do better. And you know, you want to keep it tuned right here because Todd Saylor 
and uh, some of the work that uh, God has called him into is about how we live and the choices we make. And uh, he's a very successful entrepreneur and uh, Wired Differently uh, is his website. By the way, you can go to his website, toddsailor.com, toddsailor.com. He's uh, with us all of this week, and we're spending a little bit of time on this Christmas afternoon with you. Just kind of kind of introduce uh, him to the audience because he's going to be holding down the fort until I get back next week. And so, Todd, as we were talking about some of the uh, experiences uh, at Christmas, and uh, as we now think about Kids are out playing. Things are happening. Every time, all the preparations, it's kind of like when you make a Thanksgiving meal. My wife says this all the time. Man, we're in the grocery stores. We're buying this, that, and the other. Hours, hours, hours. Cooking, cooking, cooking. We sit down, and in 45 minutes, everybody's done eating. The guys are heading back for the football game. Uh, The females are sitting around. And so right now, Christmas, somebody may be thinking, you know, I'm kind of depressed. Was all this worth it? Give us a little bit of a pep talk because <laughs> if we, all of us may feel that. If you're the Todd out there that didn't get your bicycle and, uh, you know, you did a WWE all over the house there <laughs> after it happened. But talk a little bit about the real importance because once we let the Holy Spirit sort of say, okay, Bill, okay, Todd, let's take a step back. Yeah, I saved you, man. Uh, I saved you. Here's my Holy Spirit. He's on board in the temple. Talk, give us a little bit of a pep talk about not getting too down if it didn't go the way we expected. Yeah, I think that is a really brilliant really segue. And this whole Advent season is so miraculous in the thought and in the concept and the truth, right? I love to talk about the Bible. I love to talk about this idea of uh what God says in Galatians and throughout John and all through the New Testament about Jesus Christ and even in the Old Testament about the coming in Isaiah. But I love to just kind of, in front of my grandson, the the, the thought that hearkened in my head when you brought that up was uh, my my oldest grandson, his name is Sailor, and he's nine now. And I bought him a Bible about a year ago, and now he's he's in it. His his father's not so much about it, but his mother, my daughter, is is about it. And and I, I remember talking to him, and showing him the Bible, and I remember just like fanning the pages in front of him, right by his face. I said, can you feel that wind? He goes, yeah, Papa, I can feel the wind. I said, but can you really feel the wind? He says, Papa, I can feel the wind. Can you hear the pages turn? I hear the pages turning, Papa. I said, you know what that is? And he said, no, Papa, I don't. I said, that's, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Ruach. It's literally what God poured on us in this Advent season. I think it's important for people to understand that we never get what we want. We never get always what we want. Life isn't about getting what we want. It's about giving to others. And I think when we start to understand that even more so as an adult, 58 years old, yeah, I, I, I even get... I get a little pouty. I think you used the word pouty earlier. <laughs> Did you pout? I said, no, I didn't pout. I was throwing stuff. But the thing that comes to my head when you said that after I think about the Ruach and I think about my, my, my grandson, Sailor, and my other grandson, Judah, and my granddaughter, Norm, and my next grandson, Jake, and I mean, it's what a blessing thing, is that literally Jesus was born to save me. Jesus was born to save you, Bill. 
Jesus was born to save you, the listener. You and this Bill was talking. You're in the car right now. You're driving somewhere, right? This this needs to land on you. Mm. Yeah. Jesus was born to save you. You don't have to look around in the traffic. You don't have to look anywhere. You just need to look at your own hand on the steering wheel. And you need to say these words. Jesus was born to save me. That's what I got, Bill. And if he didn't save anybody else, he would have come here to save you. Yes, sir. You who's right behind that steering wheel. Yes, sir. You who may be in the den. Maybe maybe you're by yourself because you lost your spouse and um, you're one of our regular listeners and you were like, man, I'm going to tune in and see mm-hmm. just what, what's happening on Bill's show this afternoon. In Christmas afternoon. Come on now. And know that you're not alone. It feels alone, but you're not alone right now. And I can tell you that there would be no better day to celebrate your freedom from darkness, your freedom from sin, your freedom to begin the journey away from all the pains, all of the the harsh things maybe people have done to you, maybe flat-out abuse. But what a wonderful day if it was Christmas afternoon. And right now, this was the time that you asked Jesus into your life. Mm. Now, we got a couple more topics to cover before uh, we wrap up with you uh, at 6 o'clock. But all you have to do is say, Jesus, Lord, I've really messed up. I'm a sinner. I almost don't know what to do. I'm at the end of my rope. Would you come and let me feel you, Jesus? Can, can you just come? I'm inviting you to come into my life. That's all you have to do. And then if you're ready, you're really ready, you ask Jesus, Jesus, I want to confess to you everything I've ever done. I want to lay it all out on the table. I want to lay myself bare. Because I've learned enough to know that you won't take advantage of me. You won't hurt me. So see, if you lay everything on the table right now say, and, and begin to confess... Ask Jesus to come into your life and then say, Lord, it's going to be hard, but I've heard about this thing, repentance. I want to repent and I want to ask for forgiveness. And I promise you, Lord, I don't want to do any of this again. I won't do this again, but I know it's going to be a rough, rough haul. And Lord, would you please fill me with your Holy Spirit? Because when you fill me with the Holy Spirit, that helps me when I can't do things on my own folks if you'll just say and follow that simple prayer you will be born again and what a better opportunity than to do that right now we'll take a break you can get you can get right with god right now but don't go away a whole lot more be right back the preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time W-282-CI Tampa, W-262-CP Bayonet Point. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Well, a lot of headaches for travelers, especially those in the Midwest. We're in blizzard condition now. And uh, travel problems for Dallas-based Southwest Airlines again. 
the carrier has canceled 150 flights at least today. Another 1,400 have been delayed. Israel and Hamas both giving cool public receptions to an Egyptian proposal to end the war. But the long-standing enemies Monday stopped just short of actually rejecting the plan altogether. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky hailing the shooting down of not one but two Russian fighters Christmas Eve. He says this Christmas sets the right mood for the entire year ahead. This is SRN News. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. What can be said about Christmas Day that is new? Nothing really, which is part of both its charm and its power. It may be the only day of the year when much of the world remains silent. Guns often fall silent in wars. When Jesus comes again, there'll be silence for good. Families will be talking a lot today about what they received and gave for Christmas, but the ultimate gift for those who receive him is Jesus Christ. Unlike the gifts we give each other which cost money, God freely gave his son to rescue us from a condition called sin, from which we have no hope of rescuing ourselves. Ponder that for a moment. He didn't have to do it, but he did, out of love for us. Jesus, who is the creator of all things, willingly humbled himself even to death on a cross at the hands of people he'd created, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue confess on the earth and under the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Ponder anew this Christmas what the Almighty can do and will do if we let him. Happy Christmas! I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 855-90-BIBLE. That's 855-90-BIBLE. 855-90-BIBLE. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on local now, channel 525. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time.
have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. And we're back. I'm Bill Bunkley here along with Todd Saylor of Wired Differently on this Christmas afternoon. And we are delighted. And uh, for those of you just joining us, you need to know that those of us here at Salem Radio Broadcasting all across Central Florida with our studios in Tampa. And, of course, we're part of the Salem Media Group. From all of, of uh, our families to you, uh, we just uh, continue to pray that you're having a blessed afternoon. You know, that particular song that we just came back into, uh, and I'm a little bit older than Todd, but uh, if you've been listening to my show during the month of December, we do the, the switch to all of a the music sometimes it's you know the non-christian santa claus ho 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 or maybe movies or whatever and i can tell you that that's one of the ones that i do because it takes me all the way back to the 50s and the 60s when i was a little guy and my mom and dad you know they had the big deal was they bought the big magnavox stereo with all of the wood cabinet reel to reel it was a big deal and boy henry mancini and all of those uh, folks it was very special now a few days ago, Todd, I was watching uh, a WEDU special on the Savoy. Now, folks, some of you know what the Savoy is. Savoy is the most upscale hotel in the heart of London, right off the River Thames. And from about two weeks before Thanksgiving all the way to a few days after New Year's, this is the place where the world's most uh, filthiest rich people come. Uh, thousands of, I mean, maybe twenty, thirty thousand dollars a night. Everything is taken care of. The butlers can be given a list of the Christmas presents, and they'll be getting those presents before a particular family arrives. And I watched this absolute, complete opulence, Todd. And uh, materialism, like uh, you and I, uh, nobody could ever, you know, imagine that it was all oil sheiks. I mean, that kind of a deal. But it's just, just elites around the world. And so I was watching that, and boy, they the one daughter was like 16. She opened up, and it was a brand-new Rolex watch. And it was, I mean, Tiffany diamonds. I mean, this whole thing played out. And so I'm thinking... But do they know Jesus Christ? So, Todd, you are an extremely uh, successful businessman. I, I mean, you've had to deal with material wealth. You've had to deal with times of temptation and and uh, also being a, a follower of Jesus Christ. I want you to talk a little bit about that. And then I know you have uh, something you wanted to share about what, what life's really all about. Go ahead. Well, I think, I th- I think you're just gave me a layup i mean like you're like you're doing great i couldn't even plan it better myself i guess the thought i was thinking about is christmas and obviously everybody loves gifts and they love things and i think you know god is gives us gifts every day and i think he's okay with it i think he wants us to have gifts he wants us to have gifts from him he wants us to have the gifts of i think riches he talks about riches in the bible in a certain sense but i think what god really 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 wants to give us is joy I talk in the Bible. It talks clearly about joy. There's a difference between riches uh, and wealth, and there's a difference between happiness and joy. 
And so when I, if I, if I was teaching uh, the business side of things, I would share people with this idea of riches. Riches are the coin, right? The Bitcoin or the dollar or the gold. But the wealth is that reoccurring uh, investment or that, uh, the house or the stock or uh, the business that runs without you. That's wealth, right? And so I coach people in that regards. But when it comes to personal growth or in spiritual growth in that regards, I think it's an, nice to understand that that same akin is this uh, happiness versus joy. So happiness is circumstantial, right? Based on happenings. Happenings. And you got to keep making the happenings. And it's it, joy steady, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So if you if you got you're, you're like you got the PhD and the wire differently, you you've, you've been doing it way longer than me. You're the original wire differently dude. But what I would tell you is is that if you know you want to build get, grab riches, use your Bitcoin and your your dollars to fuel your idea to create wealth that has reoccurring wealth. But now when you talk about happiness in your personal growth, it's circumstantial, just like. Bill said it's circumstance. You have to buy that. You want that donut? You go buy it. It makes you happy for about a minute. But joy is different. Joy is one of these things that just kind of happens, right? Joy comes up upon us and can only be installed in us. You can't buy joy, right? And I think that's just a bit kind of a uh, philosophical setup for this idea of joy on the Christmas season and the ultimate gift. And what I would coach people in business, spirit, and personal growth is joy is the ultimate uh, 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 windward uh, prize. You see, joy is one of these things that I want you to understand. And I want you to experience this. My firstborn, my child, Courtney, and, I, and I'll, I'll move through this. But I just want you to understand God is so brilliant about joy. I just want you to taste joy for a moment. I remember marrying my wife. I remember getting her. We got pregnant, and it was like uh, th- within the third year, and we had our first baby on the way. And I want you to ever put yourself back. If you if you have a spouse, a friend, or somebody that you fell in love with, you know that when you fall in some with love with somebody, it's you, you like have a tingling, right? You like your body's like one form of love, and it's just amazing. But then when you you have a child, all of a sudden there's two of you in a room, and then that child is born, and there's three. From two becomes three, a, a third one, right? And there's just that feeling that came over you, Bill. Hopefully, did you have children? We have one son. Okay. You have that child, and all of a sudden you have that feeling of joy, and you're like, God, I didn't know I could feel like this. I mean, like, I knew what it was like to fall in love, and I knew it was like to, 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 to have those hormones and all those kind of things and feel that idea of love that God gave us. But God gave us the stored love that we didn't know about, a different kind of love with the birth of a child. That's, That's joyful. Right. Now, hold up here one more thing. I just want to let you know. Then all of a sudden your children have children. And then there's children from your children, and then all of a sudden you're experiencing another kind of joy, Bill, another stored love. You had this stored love you never knew how you could love when you found your mate, and then you had this stored love that you never knew you could find when you actually had a child come to this earth, and then all of a sudden you have a grandchild come to this earth, and just God keeps bringing out these stored secret loves inside of us. And so I would ask the listener right now, and I'm asking you because you're uh, so kind to me. Can you imagine the stored love God has before us for heaven? We can't. It's not comprehensible, but it's there. Stored love. Joyful, stored love. That's what I would tell you, Bill. Folks, I want to tell you, by the way, Todd, if you're just joining us, Todd is going to be uh, guest hosting the Bill Bunkley Show this week. And he and I are spending a little little time together on this Christmas afternoon. want to remind you two things. You can go to ToddSailor.com, ToddSailor.com. 
and you can find out all about Wired differently. And uh, 7.30 every morning on Facebook, it's Todd Saylor, Wired Differently, if you want to search for that. He's live every morning at 7.30. So uh, if you have access, well, all this week you can plug in uh, at 7.30, and he'll be telling you a little bit about what God's laid on his heart that uh, he'll be sharing a little bit later on in the show. And so uh, both of us are, are here in the studio. And, and you know, uh, Todd, a lot of what you do, of course, you've had you've got multi businesses, but also you have been a, a trainer and a coach to business professionals and others. So people will come and they're attracted because you know what? I'm in a rut. I don't like what I'm doing. Man, I think I'm going to come learn from Todd. I'm going to figure out how I can make a lot of money. I'm going to be rich, so I never have to worry about this again. Tons of people are there. So they come. Some will get it. Some won't. But even the ones that go on and become very successful, you probably may have experienced some of this. Uh, I can't say that I have to that degree, though God's really, really blessed me with success in several areas. But a lot of people who spent their whole life forsaking two or three wives, you know, they were sperm donors to their kids. They're not really involved. And then they make it, and then they're absolutely miserable. That's one thing I want you to comment on. The Mm -hmm. other thing is you've been married 40 years to your wife. 1987, you got married. Mm -hmm. So you sort of bucked what was going on. You got married and hung in there, and now you're experiencing grandkids. Mm -hmm. And I want to be Mm -hmm. very careful here because it is Christmas. Mm -hmm. The lie has been to a lot of our beloved females Mm -hmm. among us, the whole feminist movement, is they put off some of those things that bring the joy and not just the happiness and the success and the the kudos because you're the top seller or this and the other. And now they're 30 or 40. Maybe they're trying to find somebody they can trust. Guys the same way. They've been out there playing the field. Now they like to settle down. But they really have missed part of it. How We've got about three minutes left for our final segment. Talk a little bit about the balance that you instill when you are helping folks on this Wired Differently program. Yeah, so I, I think the easiest way to actually share this with you, because you, you hit a couple nerves uh, there with me, and I mean, in a positive way, I, I think it's raw. I think this world is a vicious, cruel world. I think God, as we said earlier, and here came and was born to save me, save you, Bill, save you, the listener. But I would honestly tell you that I'm I'm not Grant Cardone. I'm not th- that guy that's going to just talk to you about making money. I am America's first functional business coach, literally. No one else has that moniker but me, and I'm here to share it with you for four days on the Bill Bunkley Show. What a privilege. But what I want to tell you about being America's first functional business coach is this, is that I will grow you personally, I will help grow you spiritually, and then I will help grow you profitably. And you can insert fruitfully in that word profitably because you cannot be profitable, you cannot be fruitful unless you are in line, lock and step from your personality choices with your spiritual growth. And so when I train people in coaching, most of them come to me broken. I'm not, I haven't had one come to me that said, I'm making so much stinking money, Todd, I don't know what to do with it. Can you help me make more? Not one. But I will tell you the ones that do come to me are depressed, broken, down and out, in trouble. But I will tell you this, 
God is in our programs. He's in my marriage. And uh, I went to him first. She made it clear that way. And thank you, Jesus, for the blessings in my life and that. And so I hope to share those things with you people over the next four days and uh, appreciate that opportunity. I can't wait to share those things with you. And by the way, uh, Todd will be here for the balance of the week. He is uh, guest hosting for the Bill Bunkley Show. And remember, those phone lines will be open. And so if you've got some thoughts, it doesn't have to be about business or learning to have a business mind. But maybe if it's just uh, some questions about your walk or uh, what word of encouragement he would have from a biblical world of view, uh, all that will be an opportunity, and uh, as I said, Todd's going to be here all of next week. I'll be back uh, right after the first of the year. Uh, we're still formulating some plans, uh, kind of see, well, where the snow is, where the snow isn't, what's going on. You know, Mrs. Bunkley is with one of those legacy airlines, and so uh, uh, the weather's always a big deal. So uh, we'll tell you a little bit about what we're doing when we get back. But I want to remind you that i got one more segment up. Go to ToddSailor.com, ToddSailor.com to get familiar with Todd. And remember, tomorrow morning at 7.30, go to Facebook and look for Todd Sailor's Wired Differently. He'll tell you about tomorrow's show. I'm Bill Bunkley with Todd. Be right back. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. Everyone knows the old saying, nothing lasts forever. Well, whoever said that obviously never bought a timeshare. Not only do your maintenance fees and assessment fees go on forever, they go up forever. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Over 10 years ago, I was a timeshare salesman. But once I saw the dark side of the business, I quit. I started helping folks get out of their timeshares. Since then, we've helped over 30,000 families by getting them out of bad timeshares. If your timeshare agreement goes on forever, if you were told timeshares are a great investment, or your maintenance fees will never go up, you have questions, we have the answers. Give us a call. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we'll get you out of your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley now for your free information kit, 800-839-8484. That's 800-839-8484, 800-839-8484. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Hey, friends. Bill Bunkley here wishing you a most blessed Christmas season and also speaking on behalf of our friends and partners at Focus on the Family. Focus is on the front lines every day of the year doing the hard work of ministering to families. They continue to be a resource to thousands of people who 
who reach out for help when struggling with their marriages, managing the stress of parenthood, and counseling potential mothers who are considering abortion, and so very much more. They are able to do this with the help of generous donors to their ministry. So today, would you consider being one of those? With your help, they can continue to provide biblical resources as well as a variety of services and programs to strengthen families, and that is so desperately needed in these confusing times. Right now, there is a special year-end matching opportunity where anything you give will be doubled. So please consider supporting the great work these wonderful folks do by calling 1-800-A-FAMILY or by going online to focusonthefamily.com slash give hope. Do you own a timeshare? Well, face the facts. You made a mistake. You made a bad purchase. A timeshare is not an investment. It's a money pit that continues forever. If you use your timeshare, that's great. But if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract, call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you are ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with this free call. 800-530-4509. That's 800-530-4509. following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Silver bells, silver bells, it's Christmas time in the city. Ring-a-ling, ring-a-ling, hear them ring, ting-a-ling, soon it will be Christmas Day. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style, in the air there's a feeling of Christmas. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile. And on every street corner you hear. Silver bells for everyone. Welcome back. I'm Bill Bunkley, your host of the Bill Bunkley Show. On this very special afternoon, it's time of the year, the sun is setting. And uh, darkness is going to be all about Central Florida this afternoon. And, of course, if you're tuning in for the first time, I'm Bill Bunkley. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. We do a three-hour briefing every weekday afternoon from 3 to 6 right here on Salem Radio from our studios here in Tampa. And um, we're back with you for some final thoughts because I really wanted to personally give you an opportunity to be introduced to uh, Todd Saylor. He's going to be sitting in the chair while uh, I'm taking a, a few days off to be with the fam. Now, I want to just give you a little bit of a preview. I'll be back after New Year's. But remember, on December the 7th, re, I mean, excuse me, January the 7th, when we get back, 
Tallahassee is right starting, so I'll be starting my weekly travel back and forth to the state capitol. The 60-day session will be getting underway. I'll be broadcasting from there, and of course, some of you know that I'm also president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and I've been representing the Southern Baptist Churches, Florida Baptist Churches in Florida. This is my 28th year And I just celebrated my 18th anniversary here uh, on Salem Radio. So uh, I want you to pray for our work, pray for uh, the uh, Florida Ethics, Religious Liberty Commission, because uh, we've got a lot of things to get going. We've got to, of course, uh, we've got to get in touch with some of the churches and do what we do. So our busy time is coming up, so we're going to be taking some time off. So as we're getting into the evening, I wanted to bring Todd Saylor back in. And by the way, I want to remind you again, ToddSaylor.com is the website if you'd like to uh, get a little bit of a preview of what he's going to be sharing this week. And again, tomorrow morning at 730 uh, on Facebook, Todd Saylor, Wire Differently. But as we spend the last two or three minutes, tell me about your wife. <laughs> tell me about life at home uh, one final sort of uh, profile so folks are getting to know you a little bit better before you're uh, sitting here tomorrow and uh, anchoring uh, anchoring our program. Well, I love you, Tracy Saylor. She's my wife. She's born two days prior to me. She is phenomenal, and I'm not, you know, I'm not just saying that. Um, I fell in love with her when I was uh, 15, and she fell in love with me when she was 19. Was this before or after you got the bike? Way after the bike. Okay. Just way after it. the bike. Uh, she, she helped me buy as many bikes as I wanted. She's brilliant. Not only uh, amazing, but she's brilliant. Uh, we've built together uh, an amazing world of commerce, children, um, relationships. Um, it's just uh, you, you got me on this question because I could probably cry, right? That's okay. But I would tell you this about my wife uh and i'll just tell you this quick story is before christmas and so i'm always the grinch and she's all about christmas man i i gotta tell you i i just i'm, I'm the grinch because i come around to last minute matter of fact i played the grinch at the donut capital of the world uh just before christmas up there in angola indiana i flew back for for this and it's just amazing uh what the grinch turns into rather right? the grinch becomes about it all but my wife she's always been about it and so just real quick so Three, four days before uh, the hour of Christmas, I mean, this this woman uh, stayed up and wrapped presents from basically uh, 7 o'clock after we got done working and doing things we had to till almost uh, 1 in the morning. She uh, is tireless in this spirit of Christmas attitude. And I sometimes try to take it out of her because I, I just don't have it. But what I would share with you is this. It's not the Christmas attitude that she has, and I really realized this almost after four years. Get the math right. It's She counts four years of dating me, and she probably should get double time for that. But at the end of the day, this idea of everything and how hard she works at it, it's not really the Christmas spirit that's in my wife. It's the Holy Spirit. And as much as I try to get her not to work so hard at it, and every little thing, every Christmas, every, she just will not fail. And so I would just tell you, there's the best story I can tell you about my wife. Every Christmas, spot on, every light, every present, always better than the previous year. Thank you, honey. Boy, I tell you what, that's special. Folks, Todd's going to be with you all this week. And uh, I want to tell you, um, we're going to leave me, be leaving you in just a moment. And, uh, hey, I'm going to miss you. This is a special time in our family, and, uh, you know, as um, we all are thinking about 
those who um, are with us this year and those who are not, maybe memories through the years, just know that God loves you and uh, we love you. And uh, Todd's going to take good t- good care of you. And like I said, we're going to bug out for a few days. Uh, a couple years ago, we spent New Year's uh, up in Montana. And so I don't know where we're going to go. We may just stay here. But I just want you to know you'll be on my heart. And I'll be nice and rested when I come back after the first of the year. And, you know, it's always exciting when I'm in Tallahassee broadcasting. We're going back and forth. With that, make sure tomorrow, 730, you go to Facebook for Todd Saylor's Wired Differently briefing at 730. He'll tell you what's on the show. Go to ToddSaylor.com. And, Todd, have a great time, man. I'll see you when I get back. God bless you, Bill. Merry Christmas to you all. God bless and good afternoon. Merry Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.